It's Friday, energy is high, and we're ready to dive in. I'm Shane Keel, Chief Edutainment Officer at Enrollify, and every other week, Mickey Baines and I will discuss how institutions can take high-level strategies and tactics and implement them into their enrollment marketing strategy in a practical way. Grab your coffee, open your notes, it's time for Fanatical Fridays. Alrighty, we're back after a Thanksgiving break from when we're recording. All right, well, let's get started. What are we talking about today? Let's go into um, chatbots. We had talked last episode, I believe, we talked about texting, or maybe that was two episodes ago. We talked a lot about texting and personalizing texting, and I think a a similar one is chatbots. It's a little bit um, different. You don't need to acquire a phone number. It's not as... um, kind of personal of a connection, but it is super important. It's something that can work for you if you set it up that way. Um, mm-hmm. So I think going through chatbots, maybe when you're looking at a chatbot, what should you be looking out for um, prior to even thinking through, you know, what tool are we going to use? What's what's our strategy? Where are we going to put it on the site? Those are all things that are kind of after the fact, but you got to start out looking for a tool that has certain specifications, features, et cetera, um, what are some core ones in higher ed that, that people should be looking at? Well, I like first to have some that have machine learning to it so that it can start to learn. Um, you have the capability. So when it presents an answer, the receiver of that answer or information can say, yes, this was helpful or not. So it knows how to um, learn what's helpful or not. And that it can also maybe help identify here are some other potential questions or keywords that you should have answers for. Uh, I think those are two things that, well, mm-hmm. I guess machine learning, but but machine learning so that it can help uh, improve its own answers, but also identify for you other topics that you should be included uh, in there. I think that's really important. The other um, gets missed. The You talked about you want it to work for you. Um, and we know what that means. And it's just so happened. I made a post on LinkedIn yesterday. It says, because I've heard this twice in, in, in just over two weeks now. My CRM is not working for me. Well, first, mm-hmm. uh, this was my post on LinkedIn, so I'm replicating it if you saw that post. Uh, being Captain Obvious, it's not a person. It doesn't work for you. It just works. And if it works well or not is not on the tool. It's on the people who set it up to do the work. Uh, because as anything in technology, mm-hmm. it, it does what it is told to do. And if it's not working for you, someone didn't tell it to do the right thing. Um, and so that's that's tech. So when it right. comes to chat, if you want it to, quote unquote, work for you, that means you have other ideas of what it's going to do to help support you. And where I'm going with this is this. If it doesn't connect to your CRM and you're not bringing that data into CRM, you're losing. You're losing. What are you losing? Yeah. Value. You're losing students, a lot information, data. As you grow and expand what you do and how you do it from an enrollment management and enrollment marketing perspective, you need data to do it. Chatbot, one of the best returns you're going to get from it is the data you can get from someone that you can know and understand, whether it's for that specific person to recruit them and nurture them and give them the information they need, or just to understand in general, what information do students want? What do they need? And I'm you know, throwing this out, thinking more specifically about admissions, but chatbot functionality goes beyond that. It can go for other departments beyond admissions. It can go to the registrar's office. It can go to financial aid. I know financial aid folks are probably cringing if they're listening to that because 
I don't know that we're already in this world <laughs> for a lot of financial aid bots, but it exists. Um, student support, mm-hmm. advising, those types of bots that that's, you know, there's research out there showing that students are more aware of bots and what they can do and look forward to using them more in higher education. Now, I'm I'm in a hotel room, Pensable yeah. Curtain uh, over here. Um, <laughs> and it's because I'm at a conference and I was just uh, in a session yesterday at a conference listening to some folks at a, at a university talk and they have not bots, but they have live chat. And one of the things they did talk about was mm-hmm. the live chat for their purpose was not really used much by the students. Now, this particular unit focuses on grad online. But what they said they found was mm. that traditional admissions saw increases in the number of students adopting and using chat, live chat, and reduction in the amount of emails coming in because of it. And so, yeah. and, 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 and the other thing I would say about bots, the, you know, the way these are going to work is you're going to give a bot X number of questions that you might be asked and give it a scripted answer to provide to that question. And when we talk about mm-hmm. machine learning, machines trying to learn is that when the student gives us this question, is it equal to this question that we've input into it? If not, does it try a different question? Uh, and so that it can start to interpret the words and phrases and key terms that students input to match to the right question that it's been given. Um, but when we think about giving that initial set of questions, some schools are already good and have a great set of questions, but a great set of questions is a 10 and it's really not 20. You know, a great starting point might be 50 at a minimum. Um, but one of the greatest mm-hmm. values you're going to get from live chat, and I would say the same thing with live chat with bots, it needs to be in the CRM. Because there are right. companies that are selling it out there that don't connect to the CRM. And that doesn't that, that gives you ability to answer students' questions, but you can't collect data really on that very well. Um, right. But once you see the live chat, you see what questions are being asked. Once you see the questions that are being asked, and it's you can collect it in an email or in phone calls or other conversations, you can start, but but chat can help really put that in a text format where you can copy and paste it. But you can start to see the questions mm-hmm. and the answer, and you'll know the answers you can put it to. But but that's how you can start to grow that list. So um, you know, there, there's chat, there's bots, there's you know, live chat, chat bots. I think they kind of go, they can go hand in hand. They're not required to be hand in hand. Some some schools aren't staffed for it. Um, and that's understandable, but there is value you can gain from starting with a live chat to move to a chat bot if you don't already have your questions. And if you don't take the time to build out your set of questions, and by the way, there are some um, companies out there with bots that actually will come with a set of questions for you, a large, large set um, to get you started. And I think that mm-hmm. that's part of what you think about when you're when you're looking at a bot for you. But but starting with that larger set, then it becomes valuable because what will happen if you only start with with 20 questions, it's going to be provide it's not going to provide any real value to, to students. Right. Yeah. What schools can do pretty easily and what I think most schools have is, you know, an FAQ page with a lot of kind of those core questions that you're being asked. I think pretty yes. much every school has one that, again, they're not super exhaustive, but there's a, there's a good amount there. And then a lot of schools also have them specific to certain programs, like on program pages, you know, very often you'll see towards the middle or bottom ish, you know, what are the program requirements? What are the, you know, tuition costs? Like all these basic things that you kind of have a good starting point already, like scrape your own site and you can probably find a hundred questions to start that are very specific, right? If If this other provider 
is giving you a handful of questions are obviously kind of the basic questions they've probably gotten from their research and data that, you know, these are the most commonly asked ones, but providing the ones that are specific to your institution and you already have the answers, it's, it's copy and paste. You don't need to really come up with, you know, a lot of extra stuff as a good starting point. And then, as you said, monitoring what is coming in, that's, it's not being answered and just kind of adding that to it and then add that to your website. And that's probably going to be, you know, heavily informed too by your Google search results of, you know, when people are searching for a program, you get those frequently asked questions or, you know, people also ask and throwing those in there as well. And, you know, that's the next logical question after somebody sees, you know, what is the value of X program? The next thing they're going to look at is what are some career outcomes? What's the salary? Like, you know, the the typical journey of questions somebody's going to ask and, and kind of think through and being able to structure it that way, I think gives you a really good starting point to kind of build a huge foundation um, that can also turn into other things like content and you know more stuff for oh, yeah. your website and you know promotional materials etc um pretty easily what you said is very true in terms of yes you're going to have an faq page on admissions you might have faq pages elsewhere for other programs generally even if it's just on admissions it's likely that not the same person answered all of the questions on the faq page especially if you're pulling mm-hmm. from multiple faq pages that's that's important because when you think about a bot even though it's a computer in a piece of technology, you a key to bot success is giving the bot a personality. You can give it a dry personality yep. and call it a bot, but you want it to then read like it's that. You don't want to have various ways mm-hmm. to answer questions because you want the person engaging with it to feel like it's the same thing answering the questions. And it, and it you know what? You, it's crazy to say that to me. The thing I'm typing with the talking with a computer. I, does it really matter? It does for people to it. it the reason there's research out there that they'll talk to you about how people engage with the bot, and there are some folks who've really given flair to their bot. I mean, some of them use like a mascot. Some have created a second mascot at a university. One of them, one of whom is now the new one, is the bot to start answering questions, mm-hmm. um, and that allows you to kind of have fun. The other thing I would say is you want to make it a conversational style with it, um, not to pretend that it's human. I, I hate when I come across that. Um, but, um, in terms of, you know, you, you open up the bot, you, you're looking for help. Hi, I'm Rudy, the rooster. I, you know, what can I, you know, what questions can I help? Um, or do you have questions for me? Yes, I do. Great. Let's get started. Um, can you tell me your name and you get that name? And this is why connecting to the CRM is important because when they say the name, right now you've got a name input in there. Um, what's your email address so mm-hmm. I can email you a follow-up to our conversation? Um, again, if it's just a bot, you might not be able to do that. If it's attached to the CRM, you can trigger that. Right. Uh, and then you're putting that in there and then you get the address. And now you're creating a prospective student record or potentially matching to an existing record to add that content in there. Um, and then you just have mm-hmm. that conversation. Um, and so there's that capability. And I will say something else we've not really talked about adding that in and, and having that conversation style to it is important. And oh gosh, there was something else you said earlier in terms of the, the conversation as it goes, Oh, you're talking about like the salary, you know, t- tell me about a position, you know, what, where, where do your students get placed? That was a common question I heard in one of those sessions yesterday mm-hmm. is, is that when, what are questions, what questions are students asking? Now, this was more for graduate program, online programs where students were asking, but the common question this particular school got was, you know, right. tell me the types of companies where your students are placed after they graduate. You know, if that's one of your questions, if you get that deep in there, that's probably not one of your first 10, but it's it should be up there. You know, here's some other, right. know what, what are the other questions? 
and um, and what are the follow-ups, and and how do you predict that? So you might you know we're we're placed at General Electric or you know, Boeing or whatever, um, and also you may want to know the starting salary. You can jump right in and throw that in, and they'll find it even more appreciative um, that they don't have to ask that. And you can throw that information right. in there. But, you know, as you think about that first question, what are those follow-up questions that you have? And do you have those answers? And that can help you think about setting up that logic and how it happens. And, you know, and then you've got to have, you know, is that all the questions you have? Thanks so much. You know, how did I do? Be sure you're getting ratings on that so that you know how your bot's performing. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all things uh, I, I think that that are important to, to consider. Hey everybody, it's Zach from Enrollify here. So it's that time of year when your favorite brands release the best deals on your favorite products. And for the very first time, Enrollify is joining the party. So between now and the end of the year, you can get 50% off any Enrollify cohort or master course. Want to learn more about how to leverage SEO for student recruitment? We've got a cohort on just that, led by the SEO wizards at DD Agency. Or are you ready to learn more about how schools are leveraging TikTok? Enroll in our self-paced TikTok strategy for higher ed cohort. Or perhaps you are finally ready to join the 550 other higher ed marketers in enrolling in Terry Flannery's master course on how to market a university. Use the discount code EOY50, that's EOY as in end of year, 50, for any of our asynchronous cohorts or EOY as in end of year, for our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery between now and 12-31-22 to receive 50% off. You can learn more at enrollify.org. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, and I think one of the, the big things too about connecting it to your CRM, like you had said, is you know, if, if that conversation isn't um, everything the you know, prospective student may want, they may want to follow up with somebody on your you know, admissions team to get more information. It's helpful to have a log of that chat so that you can see, okay, here are the questions they got their answers to. Here are the things they seem to be seeing. This, is, this was the hang up point, right? They asked this question, the bot couldn't answer it, and now they're scheduling a meeting with me. You don't need to repeat the answers to the five questions they already got, right? You can kind of jump right in and, and really you know, be efficient with your time, answer the students' questions directly, um, and kind of take it from there rather than having to kind of start over with a, hey, let's do this whole spiel again that you already did on this call, mm-hmm. um, which I think is super valuable. But, you know, some tools are limited and they only pass through, you know, actual data and they're not logging the entire conversation. But I think the ones that log those conversations um, are the way to go. Well, That's very, so very incredibly helpful. helpful. And yes. it's just a really good repository. And to have that in a single view, uh, on a content writer is really important um, to mm-hmm. have. So I, I, I very, very much agree. Uh, if you, if you're looking at a bot, you might find one that's a little shinier, maybe has a couple more barrels and whistles. But if it doesn't integrate with the CRM, I would say really look hard, long and hard, to see how much are we really losing with one that does integrate or that's already provided through our existing CRM just so you can show you have that data in there because there's so much more cascading things that you can do when it's the data in the CRM. And so what you're saying now, I don't Mm -hmm. know that I would start this way, but you threw out, I think a really good use case with the bot is, you know, um, that's a great question. If, if say a student asks a question, the bot doesn't have an answer, you know, what, what happens? And as a bot response, that's a great question. Um, it's over my head or, you know, and I've even, I, we've done some of these before and pardon, pardon my, uh, please accept my apology. I, I'm new here. 
putting out that, you know, yeah. it's a bot that just, again, that's just adding flair and said, but if you, would you like me to connect you with your mission counselor? Now, if it's a bot plus live chat and it's during the day and you know that that counselor is on, meaning they're at their computer, not with someone else, it could try to connect. It could connect to just someone at the reception mm-hmm. desk. If it's after hours or no one's available, it could say no one's available right now. However, your counselor is because it's connected to the CRM, Amber. Uh, and I can have Amber reach out to you um, if you would like, or if you would like to schedule time with you to be sure it works for you, you can click here to get to Amber's calendar. Right. And now think of all those things, all the yeah. time that just saved if someone had called or emailed general admissions inbox to, to go through all those things. So um, so mm-hmm. that's some time savings, but just yeah. think of, of how you're able to connect and engage. And because if that student, by the way, makes that appointment to talk to someone and most of them won't let's be real most of them won't but if they do one of the things we care about is the intent of that student to enroll and if that's in the CRM, we see what we're doing and how engaged they are that's showing great intent those are things that we need to have that's examples of how the other data that we have influence our knowledge and understanding of a student and her or his experience and her or his intent and interest in our institution we want that information Uh, And so I don't know if I've said this, if I haven't, I should say it now. You really should think about integrating your chatbot to this area um, because there's so much (laughs) you get from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you're saying, when you hit that stopping point, I think, you know, it's just me personally and maybe just my personality and I'm sure others agree and maybe not everybody, but adding a little bit of that humor, um, I think is good for a chatbot and kind of being like the, you know, I'm just a stupid robot. What do I know? Why don't you go talk to a real human type of thing? Um, but then being able to give those options of like, hey, you know, we, I wasn't able to answer your question. Here are three things you could do. You could email this admissions person. Here's their email. You can schedule time. Here's a link to book some time on their calendar. Or, you know, give us your phone number and we'll text you. All right, going back to our texting conversation, try and capture it a different way. And you get a little bit more of that one-on-one communication style um, that is super valuable. And, and giving people, again, the pathways to interact with you in the way that, they want and that they, they feel is like going to be most helpful for them in the way they would appreciate it. Because if you only give them the one option of like, well, just go read more on our website. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. And like, that's not going to be that helpful either. Yeah. No. And then you kind of lose that person versus the more options you give them to, you know, engage with you, the, the more likely they are to follow up in some manner. And I will also say, uh, you know, in a use case we haven't talked too much about or at all, really, I don't think with chatbots here is, you know, there are, there are use cases for student service. A good example Mm-hmm. Say I forgot my password and I need to get into my application portal to upload a document or something. I forget the password. So walking through that. So, you know, I would like, you know, what's your what, what question you have? Well, I'm, I don't I don't know my password, you know, to walk them through the steps. And, and just this morning, I actually experienced a a bot plus live chat experience uh, combined with Zoom. Everybody knows Zoom. Uh, you may not have on your campus, but at this point in our lives, we all have heard of Zoom. Uh, and so I was looking to add some licenses to our account for some new staff we have hired. And so I went on to the bot to take me to billing to do it. And it walked me through, you know, what do you, what, what are you looking to do? I want to add licenses. Um, and it said, you need to, you know, go to your account, click here, click this button and click here. And it walked me through the steps. And then it said, could you find it? And you, and so it's already giving you your a- answers. So this is where I'm talking about specific types of functionality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's ans- as a student asks questions, it gives an answer. Sometimes it's asking a question, then letting you pick which of the options are you works for you? So go right. here, go here. Did that work? Yes. Um, do you see this in the upper hand corner? I see it. 
or I see it, but it's grayed out, which is what I have it in Zoom. And because it's grayed out, it means I needed to talk to a rep. I can't just get more licenses online for our account. I have to talk to somebody. I have to work with sales. Right. And so it, it said, okay, I need to connect you with our agent. And so it, boom, it brought on. And within 20 seconds, 30 seconds at most, I was on with uh, Holden was my agent at that. And so we walked through that process. But I think that's a good, uh, two good things out of that is sometimes you can give predefined answers to walk a student through that. So password reset, great, I can help you. Is this for your application or are you currently enrolled? Um, because it might be different for many schools because those are usually different systems. And if they say it's from application, you click here, it takes you through that. And so these are the steps to reset or you, it'll take you to a page that tells you to reset um, if you want. So those are, um, you know, what, one type of functionality. And then that might also then connect you over to someone if you have a bot slash live agent all in one. I don't know how exactly they refer to them, but like the multiple choice style where yes. there's, you know, kind of four and you're just selecting a pathway basically yes. yep. um, are super helpful, particularly in the beginning too, because then you can get a sense for, you know, what pathways are people going down? Where are they getting stuck? It, I think it's good for like formatting the structure yes. of your chatbot originally before you expand too much and invest tons of time into it. Yes. Um, and there's some pretty simple playbooks for, you know, how to structure them and put them together. And I also think in higher ed, websites are, are just they're confused there's so many pages there's you know the nav options and then you hover over each one and there's 17 drop downs yeah. with you know subfolders and stuff and it's just it's insane yeah. and a chatbot can be like a more simple nav um that i think a lot of people are starting to use as kind of their primary like i'm here for a reason here's what i'm looking for yes the chatbot might be an easier way to get there yes um depending on the format and structure of it and then allowing that to serve as again your kind of basis for the you know rev two of your chatbot mm -hmm. where you implement things like you know typing in your own question or um you know diverting over to live chat when that becomes a thing um well, and the data that you collect there is is nice too because it's it's one of four things in, and you're seeing that data across, you know, all hundred people rather than a hundred people ask 80 different questions. There's not too much you can really form from that. And so I think it's, it's a good, again, starting point to kind of get some of that initial data in the door. Well, you know, we've got, uh, just using that password reset example I gave a moment ago, we, we, we have a client, uh, a two year institution that has, uh, hundreds of calls a day, especially, you know, in the two to three weeks leading up to the semester start. And half of them, half of them were current students, continuing students, needing to reset a password because it was very tricky and it was very hard to understand huh. on the website. Half. So we're talking yeah. 120, 200 calls a day. That's 60 to 100 calls of people asking for password reset. Now, you're not going to put on a chatbot and get everyone there. But imagine if you could half of them to that chatbot to get it resolved without needing to talk to someone. Yeah. That's, you know, for three, a three week period could be two to three hours of someone's time a day. So think 10 yeah. to 15 hours a week. That's wild. What could you do with 10 to 15 hours? A lot. And that's, you know, that's, and that, yeah. there, you've got so many people calling, so many people walking in. That's where that bot really can play. There's a lot of low hanging fruit there. If you find those questions, what other questions do students ask? Um, you know, I need to get an approval from an advisor, you know, how do you find who's my advisor? Boom. It's a lot of times now we have portals where you can log in and it'll show you. But, you know, what if you had a bot that just said, hey, I, I need to know who my advisor is? Well, if it's connected to a CRM, it can tell you. Yeah. If not, it might be able to then walk you through the steps of how to get into the portal. Your advisor is listed in your portal. Have you been to the portal? Yes or no? Uh, no. 
here's the link to it. Do you know your username and password? Yes or no. Uh, and if you don't, then you can figure out how to get your password reset. Those, all those little steps you can start to do to solve for someone. Now, it does take a little time to kind of start planning out to build out that logic and that pathway that you just described. Um, but it's a great exercise because as you grow with the chatbot and add more functionality to it, you need to, you, you're going to want to do this on your own. You might have some help getting started, but at some point, whether it's with a third party or the vendor themselves, they're going to say, hey, we've got this first bit implemented. It's on you to own. And walking through that process um, can be a little intimidating and, and challenging at first. But once you figure out how to do it, um, it'll become much easier. And the ideas for additional use cases will likely bloom quickly. Yeah. And I think, as you said, too, as you're you know, building upon the chatbot, ideally, it's saving you time, whether it's on calls over emails, you know, whatever it might be, if it's saving you all this time, 10 hours, you know, a week, even um, if you invest half that into your chatbot, you're going to be saving yourselves. I mean, hours and hours of team yeah. time um, by building that out. And I think establishing it as you're saying for, you know, current students, once it becomes a trusted resource for answers, I think your, your engagement just snowballs where, um, you know that if you have a question, you can kind of go to this chatbot, type it in real quick and get a, a good answer or at least next steps to go find your answer. Um, I think you're more likely to keep coming back every time you have a question versus, yeah. you know, you go and it's, you know, a chatbot where you only throw up 10 questions because you're, you know, the classic, we need a chatbot because everybody else has one mm -hmm. and it's poorly put together and has 10 questions logged into it and nobody finds it helpful. They're never coming back to it. Yes. Um, yes. and so you kind of already killed yeah. it before you even started. That, and that's um, why you because, don't start you know, with you made questions. it too, way too bare bones to the point of not being helpful. Yep. And that's why you don't right. start, right? Exactly. You can't, you yeah. can't start with too few. And so it, when the folks have come to us and say, Hey, we, we've had this chat, but it's, it's not working. We have to find something else. What I try to look at is, okay, let's understand why it's not working before we come up with something else. Well, no one's using it. Well, that doesn't mm. mean it's not working. You haven't made it visible for people to use it versus people are asking questions. They're saying it's not helpful and it's too low of adoption. Well, then that's a separate issue. Um, and we need to look at, well, what was its intent to do? Let's be sure that it was designed and, and built and implemented in a way to try to do that. Could we make some recommendations to, to, to improve that? I think that's an important step. Uh, and mm -hmm. then, you know, what else can we do beyond the chatbot to help support that? And it could be driving people there to build in a cycle of updating and adding it or enhancing and improving your questions that could also help solve that problem rather than going back. Because what I really don't like to see folks trying to do is this didn't work. We'll just go back to those 60 to 100 phone calls a day. No, that's not the right answer. Yeah. Um, and so we need to find some other solution there yeah. to help ensure that it's working. Yeah. As far as going back just a tiny bit, um, just curious your thoughts on, again, kind of that like multiple choice, you know, select your pathway style. How many options should schools be adding for each of those things? So, you know, at the entry point, maybe you have four high level things that kind of help people drill down into a category. And then there's four to five more options. Or should there be 10 options? How much is maybe too much? And, and what's a what's a good number there when thinking about, you know, how what what options people have at selecting um, kind of that next pathway? Uh, I would say two to three and no more than four. Yeah. You want to make it yeah. kind of split. If you have seven options, you know, so when you think of splitting two ways, you've got two options. If you give seven options, now you've got to split it seven ways. That's a lot more challenging to kind of build out. Right. Um, and so if, if you don't, 
know how to narrow it down to seven to go from seven to two, the question you're asking that gives you those seven is the wrong question. Go back. I need to know who my advisor is. Good. You can do one of these seven ways to get to an advisor. So I'm going to say, good, we can try to help you with that. Um, Do you have, uh, are you a current student? Right? Um, Yes or no. So I'm giving one, two option questions that then drive me there to get to that seventh rather than saying, okay, which of these best suits you? One, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. No. Um, Are you a current student? Yes or no. Um, You're a new student. So, you know, then we need to direct you here because you may not have your student access portal yet um, to, to, to tell you the, who the advisor is. Um, and it might even come back to say, OK, you're a new student in this program. Your advisor will be assigned on August 1. So you don't have one yet. Um, yeah. You know, and if you're a current student, we're going to get you to the portal. Then we want to ask you about your login. Do you know how to get into that? Then you can see it. If it's tied to a, a, a CRM with the, for your students that has that information, you might be able to say, hey, it looks like you're, um, are you still um, in the business program? Yes. Your advisor is Professor Smith, right? You know, it could go there. But you, I would say no more than four, because remember, when you get each of those options you give is another path you have to build out. So if you build it with two questions, that right. helps you get there faster. I mean, a question with two options, that would get you there faster. Yeah. And I think, too, it, the fewer options you provide, the more data, insightful data you can collect um, because you can really see, okay, here's where people you know, are tending to go, the things they're tending to click on. I think the more options you provide too, it, it's kind of like your website nav where uh, you're maybe a little confused. There seems to be overlap in some of the options. Mm-hmm. And so you clicked on one and then you're like, ah, oh, that was the wrong one. Now you're trying to like go back and re- it's just, that's always a hassle in the, in the chat button. I think not having clear pathways where a prospective student who does not know your institution um, and is new to the higher ed space in general, they don't know, I think even like the terminology and, and for a prospective student, even, you know, who's 17 being able to kind of, you know, use language that is uber clear, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, a, a kid so that they can navigate the chatbot and get the answers they're looking for rather than using terms that you all use internally. Johnny has no idea what you're talking about or what that means or the difference between, you know, academics versus admissions. He's like, I don't, I'm, I want to go to school here. What, which one do I pick? Right. And, and trying to be a little bit more um, selective in, in the options so that you can get very clear pathways and, and people aren't feeling like I went down the wrong one. I, you know, I want to go back. And now you're, you're not understanding in the data, whether they're going back because they had other questions or are they going back because they didn't even get an answer to the first question they wanted. And now they're just, you know, at the point of confusion. Yep. All right. So we've talked a bunch about features, functionality, anything you want to add before we kind of dive into actual platforms that you think do some of these things really well? No. Perfect. All right. So we mentioned, you know, a bunch about being able to connect to your CRM and the importance of that. I believe you've stressed that point um, enough. If nobody's picked up on that by now, they're probably listening to this while they're doing something else way more important. (laughs) What do you think are a couple tools that, again, connect to your CRM, are powerful enough to allow you to kind of start maybe a little more basic, learn, and then grow within the same platform rather than having to kind of migrate everything over to a more sophisticated one? So I would say the first one I would look at um, is Mainstay. It used to be uh, AdmitHub. Uh, I think they were one of the early ones to the market mm-hmm. for admissions and higher ed specifically. Um, they're one of the ones that... Um, I talk about that, give you a good base of questions to start. 
Um, I think they give it's over 200. Like that's that's a lot of questions and it gives you a good amount. It's wow. got a lot of uh, yeah. machine learning to it. It's they've got some great use cases. That, that's a good tool. There are some others. I will say uh, you should look at my company. We do this. Uh, we help implement um, um, chatbot. And so if you have <laughs> Salesforce, Salesforce, um, if you have Salesforce with Einstein has the ability to build a bot through Einstein. And we've done a lot of work in that area with that. And it, again, it doesn't have to be our company. There are other uh, Salesforce partners that certainly do this as well. But you know, the key there is it's native already in your CRM. If you have a Salesforce here, it's native. It's already there. And I, and I think yeah, depending upon your nice. license type, it may not actually cost you anything for the technology itself. If you use a partner to build it out, you, you, there would be a fee there, obviously. Um, and, and I would say if you're mm-hmm. already savvy enough in the system, you probably could learn to, to enough to get it started yourself. You might want a partner to just to guide you and that would save you some dollars on that. But I can tell you when I was first looking at them, I spent maybe a day and I was able to build out a bot with 20 questions. Now, I, I might spend a little more time than some people nice. in the CRM, but it's not, you know, I want to give you an idea of the time it takes. I would say aside from that, Ocelot, a good company that has some education focus with the bot. Uh, uh, this is a new one. I've not tested it, but it is. it does have an, an education focus. It's called COM100. So it's something that's on my radar to kind of look into hmm. and, and learn more about. So there, that's four. There's four ideas and places to start. I'm not suggesting any of them over the others, um, they all have pluses and minuses. I think you have to look at cost. You have to look at what the lift is to get it up and running, um, what your resources are to kind of manage and ensure that you're doing that and your ability to kind of build out your initial. You may not have a big budget, but you might also say, we don't have the time to go build out the questions. So um, what do we sacrifice? We might sacrifice budget. And I don't know all the pricing for all of these, um, but you know, let's assume it might be a little bit more for at Mainstay because they're going to give you a lot of starting point. I don't know if it is or not. Um, but if it were, then, you know, you might right. want to pay more than to get started faster and have a lot of base questions already kind of predefined and built mm-hmm. for you. Um, I know if we were working with a client, I think we do not come in with 200, we probably come in around 50, uh, and then we're at the school to kind of build out at least 25 more, but maybe up to 50 more to get started. Um, you know, so you got to look at, you got to look at options and, you know, what the effort is on your part, what the pricing is, uh, and, it, and if, make sure it integrates with the CRM. Yeah, I think one of the big things too is making sure that um, ideally someone in marketing slash admissions can be the one to build it. I think sometimes we run into a couple schools where, you know, chatbot sounds like it's IT. It is not IT. Um, and you want a platform that ideally you can build out and, and understand the flow and structure of. It's only going to be helpful for you as you're, again, going through that data collection, using it, growing and expanding it as well as we've chatted out a bunch. And I think that's, you know, Another thing to look at in a platform is what's one that like, yeah, that fits your needs today, but what if you want to grow it and expand? What if it works really well and you want to now move into, you know, using live chat? Can you do that? How many do you have to pay for seats? And I think there's a lot of other things to look into as far as features and and functionality that to make sure that you can scale it and not think about this will serve our needs today. um, And that's all we'll ever need is 50 questions and answers. And and that will do wonders for us. Um, That's, you know, the wrong way to think about it. And um, I think those are some, some core things just to, to ponder as you're, as you're browsing different tools. One thing I would add there is, is you're talking about who, who builds it, how, who maintains it. I, you have to have missions involved. You might be a school that uses it that, to help build it out. But if, if you do that, this is the thing, and this is where you're going to the chain. They shouldn't be coming up with the questions and writing the answers. That's not on it. Right. Um, that could be missions. It also could be marketing yeah. or enrollment marketing. If you separate those two functions out, but 
marketing is generally good with communication. Uh, I would, you know, I want somebody good with communication to help you think this through. Even if they don't write it, they help advise and guide you through it. Uh, I think that would also be very important. To, to think about, but, you know, marketing admissions and IT, potentially it could just be admissions. And I, I do see um, schools doing both of those uh, approaches where it's just an admissions. And I see some that have taken it in and involved other departments to help them support it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all great points. Awesome. Any final closing thoughts on chatbots, any words of advice, maybe other than make sure it's connected to your CRM? <laughs> Have I I beaten that one one too many times? I think Uh, the horse is dead. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think it's a time to start investing into this. I am seeing more schools ask us about it uh, and that are really looking into it for Mm -hmm. themselves. So I think it's time uh, if you've not looked at them to at least start to look to see how it could be used, if it's appropriate for you now. Um, I would not wait three more years to do this because you could be behind. And again, it's an ability to capture more information. If you're thinking of it for missions, at least about prospective students and RFI forms, people submit them. But once people start really getting into chat and we're, and again, this is anecdotal. This is from one school saying this, but they're seeing it for traditional age students. They're much more accustomed to this type of communication and engagement. And they're going to be less afraid to jump into that bot and have that conversation and get information from you and give you information in return. And so I would, I would really say, think about it, look into it, ask questions and, and, and see when is the right time to begin this process for you. Perfect. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you folks for listening. Hopefully you garnered some pretty good insight. And if you have more questions about chatbots, tools, if you're unsure whether it should connect to your CRM, please feel free to reach out to Mickey or myself, and we'd be happy to advise you. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in two weeks. Thanks, everyone. Hey, all Zach from Enrollify here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fanatical Fridays with Mickey Baines. If you like this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members, and we'd love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at enrollify.org.